I don't want to sound overly humble or just a phony humbleness. But as I listened to all the things that everybody said about me, I want you to know that it wasn't me. It was Jesus. And as through the years is I have seen the ministry and I've seen ministers and I've seen churches I've watched and my eyes have always wondered what was really going on in the lives of these people and on the way up here, I was talking to Ken about something that happened to this pastor who had a church, and it was a Pentecostal church, and people danced and jumped around like y'all were doing, and laying on the floor and bobbing up and down, and they had a guest that was there. And after the service, the guest came up to the pastor. And he said, Pastor, I never saw in the Bible where Jesus jumped around and did that kind of stuff. And the pastor looked at him and said, You know, you just might be right. But everybody that he touched, they did. <laughs> Uh, I've got a message and I'm, I'm, I'm all the men in here that are fathers and I'm praying about this I've prayed about it ever since Greg asked me if I would speak on Father's Day I want something to happen to every father in this place today I want the conviction of the Holy Spirit to convict you of anything that you have not yet confessed and repented of. Because I really believe that every father in this place can walk out of this church feeling good about themselves because they confessed to Jesus and asked him to forgive them. And he has put that in the sea of forgetfulness. So you don't have to go out of here depressed you can go out of here because you've been freed by the presence Amen. of God. Amen. Now, I got a couple of things I wanted to say before I got into the message. Uh, and one, one of the things is that 
getting old is not that bad. Amen. It's really not. I used to have an afro. But I still got some hair. Some of y'all ain't got none. So God don't have to count too much on you, does he? And, you know, I hope that, I, this sounds crazy, but I hope that y'all saw me walking down here in my walker. Y'all had sympathy for me. <laughs> Said, bless that old goat's heart. <laughs> you know, that's, I just, it's, it's really fun getting old. I almost died four times, but God brought me back. I could see my kids coming up when I was in, I see you with tubes down my throat and all this other stuff. But that did something. That taught them how to pray. <laughs> and they really got down to business with God. So sometimes some of the things that happen to us, if we look at them rightly, they can be good for us. So I, I got to thinking about that and... Uh, not only that, when you're in the hospital and, and uh, the nurses, you, you start coming out of ICU and you start feeling better and you got this little button you punch, a nurse comes running in, she won't anything, they'll bring you a snack at night, they'll bring you your food, they'll wait on you. And sometimes I thought, Lord, I don't know whether I want to go home or not. I don't think she's going to let me punch that button like that. <laughs> So there's, there's a lot of good things about growing old. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, is I know your kids, when you're in that shape, you're in intensive care, and doctors have got all this stuff hooked up to you. I know they're probably wondering, is he going to kick the bucket? Is he going to die? You've been there, haven't you? I've been there with my family members. Well, I want you to know something. Uh, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. Uh, I'm going to kick the devil's bucket. Amen. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? And I'm going right into heaven. And not only that, I have believed in Jesus. And the word said, blessed is the man who has not seen, but yet believes. Amen. And just think, when I get to heaven, I don't have to believe anymore because I'm going to see it. Amen. Getting old ain't that bad. Sometimes it can have a lot of good meanings to you. And not only that, it's amazing. I come in this church and people want to open the door for me. They want to know if I need anything. They want to reach down and help me stand up. Wow. Getting old ain't that bad, is it? <laughs> you need anything, Brother Jim? Well, I was fixing to open my water up. And this arm came from behind me and grabbed my water and opened it up for me. Getting old ain't that bad. 
And not only that, one of the greatest things that's happened to me is I got so old, I had to turn my ministry over to my son-in-law and my daughter. Oh, why have I got to do this, God? But getting old ain't that bad. (laughs) Because now I don't have to worry about the cows getting out. I don't have to worry about the grass getting cut. I don't have to worry about the fence needing fixing. I don't have to worry about the septic tank needs pumping out. I don't have to worry about the air conditioners going out. They get to do it. (laughs) If a cow gets out, uh, hey, Sonia, hey, kid, you got a cow out over here. Y'all need to get him in. (laughs) Getting old really ain't that bad. But there's one greater thing than that is getting old. We're getting closer and closer to Jesus. And not only that, you think a lot about your past, about things that you did that only if you could go back and change it, but you can't. You think about what you would have done. But you know, that's God's plan. That's what makes him so great. And there's no doubt in my mind that everything is going to be okay. And nobody, you know, I've had people, and I I tell people this, I don't want people to think that when I die, I died from diabetes, or I had a heart attack, or I had cancer. I want them to think I went on to be with Jesus, and old age got me. What'd they die of? Well, I'm I'm just going to die, I guess. But I want to get into the message, and again, I want you to remember what I said. I want every father in this place to come under conviction. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your Holy Spirit speak to us, to every one of us fathers in this church today. Please don't let this be just another message, but be or even be mine, but let it, let, us, let it speak through me, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit speak through me so that people will hear the voice of God. The prophets, when they spoke, they didn't speak of themselves. They spoke of what God told them to say. And they was warned, speak what I say, not what you think, and don't add to it or take away from it. So, Father, I ask you, to do this, I ask you to speak to every father in this place that we'll go out of here feeling we have heard from you and we'll feel better about ourselves. And I pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 When Greg called me, And he asked me, and I wrote notes. I got notes here, and I'm going to tell you why I wrote them. 
We'll be here all day long if I don't go by these notes. <laughs> but they were given to me by God. Amen. And I went over them and over them and over them and over them. But when he called me, I said, I would. I'd be glad to. But as soon as I hung the phone up, I got under conviction. I said, who am I to talk about a father? As much as I failed as a father. And I went through this over and over and over again. And then in prayer, God said, don't speak what you think, but speak what I'm going to say. Speak what I'm going to say. Not all of my experience through the years, but speak what I've got to say. And I did. I really went through it as I prayed. And, and this was so hard. And all, all through this, I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking about speaking about on Father's Day. Thinking about what I was going to say to y'all. Thinking about how the Holy Spirit would convict us of our wrongs. And I've, 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 I've got this so down in my heart. And I wanted to share with you. And I'm praying that these things are going to bring conviction to your heart. I'm going to share some things with you that I've done that was not fatherly. I have asked God to forgive me and thank God for his grace. Thank God that if we confess our sins in true repentance, that he will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, I know many of you are going to hear some of these things and and uh, listen, I've had people pat me on the back, what a man of faith, when I didn't have a drop of faith. I've had people tell me what a glorious person I was, and I didn't feel glorious at all. And here's some of the things that I've done as a father. As a man, it was called a man of God. A man that always answered the phone, Jesus loves you. I never failed loving Jesus. I never failed that part of knowing that he loved me and that he had accepted me. I did feel at times that, that who am I? God to even do anything. Until I learned that I have never done nothing but accept Jesus Christ and wanted to follow him with all my heart. And he did it all. Yes. He did every bit of it. I don't know why, but here's some of those things I've done. My children have seen me angry. I'm not talking about godly anger. 
I'm talking about worldly anger to where I wanted to kill. Oh, that loving brother Jim. Jesus loves you. But they've seen me that way. They've seen me and my wife arguing. I've, had, I've heard people say that. They, they, they say they never argued in front of their kids. I did. They've seen me say things that I shouldn't have said. Yes, they have. They've seen me talk about people. Godly people. And I shouldn't have. But let me share something with you. I never saw a Bible read in my home until I was 26 years old. I never knew anything about the Bible until I was 26 years old. I was only a Christian 22 months in the Lord when I heard one word, only one word, that turned my life around. And that word was go. And the only voice that I ever heard in my mind, not an audible voice, was my son, you go. I'll show you what's out there when you get there. And I look back and I see what God has done. And I know God has done it. But I've seen other people that wanted to say, look what I've done. Look how many souls I had saved. I've never had one soul saved. God does the saving. I just try to do the witnessing. Try to live that life. Yeah, they've seen me talking negative about people. And I could go on and on and on and on of how much I fail God. But if the Holy Spirit will give us conviction today that we might repent of all those things that we've done, he'll put them in the seal of forgetfulness. He'll wipe that slate clean today. When you walk out of here, you can walk out of here like when I got saved. I never will forget the day I got saved. I was in my car. The grass was greener. The sky was bluer. Light was beautiful. My wife was even more beautiful. <laughs> so I, I mean, everything changed. Everything. And I have, I'm 82 years old now. I'll be 83 next May. I'm happy. I may not be able to walk like I used to walk. But my old brain still works. And the good part about mine and Judy's brains is we're old enough that when we, get in, when we get in an argument, we forget about it and don't even know what we're arguing about. <laughs> I prayed for God. 
Again, don't let this message be from me. Let it be from you. And all of you fathers here, and I, I beg you, I beg you, please, please listen to the Lord. I'm going to give an invitation in a few minutes. And I hope that every father in here is under such conviction that you will come to this altar and we will pray together. This is the day as fathers, we should be proud to be fathers. So let's go out of here as fathers. In Deuteronomy, and this is what we're, we're supposed to be. In Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. The children of Israel had seen so many miracles. They saw the sea open up, and they walked across on dry ground. They saw it close back up on Pharaoh's army and drowned all of them. They were led by a fire by night and a cloud by day. They were given manna from heaven. They, were, they got water out of a rock. Right. All this happened to them. And here in Deuteronomy, he's saying this. These commandments that I give you today are to be, oh, be in your hearts. Listen. And, and you, uh, I can't see my writing. Oh, should be in your hearts and impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at dinner or lunch or home. And when, and, and when you walk alone the road, when you lie down and when you get up, let these things be on your heart. Those of us that have accepted Jesus Christ, those things should be on our heart daily. The Word of God should be shown to our children. We should be an example to them. They should see us when we fail, and they could see us when we ask God for forgiveness because they're going to need that. I had a young girl that was a prostitute, and she come in the ministry, and she got saved when we had the women's home. She finished the program and left. And she came back for counseling and said, Brother Jim, I failed God. I had a relationship with a man. And I don't know what to do. And as we were closing, she said this. She said, Brother Jim, do you still love me? I said, yes, I do. She said, why? I, I said, because Jesus has loved me and he's forgiven me of all my sins. And I'm afraid if I don't love you and forgive you, how can you believe that God will forgive you of what you've done? Right. See, we fail to see these things. But 
That's what he's saying. Let this be there. Let it be there. In Proverbs 2, I mean 22, 6, he says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me share something with you. See your pastor sitting here, Greg DeVries? You know why he got saved? You know why the Lord dealt with him? Because he had a mother praying for him. Steve Hill. You know why he became the man that he became? Because he had a little little mother that was praying for him. And every one of us, we've got to pray for our children. We've got to never forget that we've got to love them no matter what. And we take drug addicts and alcoholics and prostitutes and people that are so evil. And we tell them, Jesus will forgive them. And he will. And he does. And he did. Wow, I can see it. (laughs) In Ephesians 6, 4 says, And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Don't provoke them. Listen, this mean, to me, this means more than uh, we provoke them by some of the things that we do, some of the things that we say. And we'll either provoke them to the right things or wrong things. So don't provoke your children to wrath. I grew up in an alcoholic family. I grew up in a very confused family, cussing, all this stuff. And if we rode out as boys with somebody in the family, they'd look and say, look at that gal, man. You ought to want to get with her. That's provoking us to the wrong thing. What we should say is, you see that little old boy over there that looks like a dope addict and he's all messed up and dirty and unclean? We should love him and think about what God can do in his life and what God has done in our lives. That's the right way of doing it. And then in 1 Timothy 5, 8, it says, but if anyone does not provide for his own, uh, own, especially for his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Or worse than an unbeliever. Now listen, when I left to go into the ministry, Judy and I gave everything we had away. We had nothing, and I couldn't even provide food for my family. And I'd read that scripture, and I would think, oh my God, I'm worse than an infidel. And because it said so much to me, and because it, 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 uh, it convicted me, I started up a little business called City Maintenance Service. Why call three servicemen when one can do the job? Right here in Huntsville. For three months, that business supplied our food. And after three months, I met a couple of guys, and we started Outreach Ministries of Alabama. 
But I found something else in that scripture that's more than food, clothing, and shelter. I've been in foreign countries where I've seen people that slept on dirt, lived in little shanty buildings that were solid Christians, and some of them even starved to death and died, but they loved God and they went to be with Jesus. So there had to be more in this scripture. And to me it was, I've got to train them up in the Lord. I've got to give them the spiritual food. I've gets more than just providing just the physical things. I'm coming to a close. And I beg you, as fathers, give God a chance to let you become the father that you should be. And that you'll get over all the guilt that you haven't been having to live through. All the insecurity. All the self-esteem. But say today, I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me and to cleanse me. I want to become that father. He loves us and wants us to be like him. Not like somebody else. He wants us to be like him. He wants us to be like him. And if that's the case, we've got to sacrifice. He sacrificed his own son. He let him bleed to death on a cross that we might have salvation. How much are we willing to sacrifice for our children, for our families? How much will we sacrifice? When I first got saved, I didn't know that much about the Bible. But I had a little prayer room. And I prayed in that prayer room. I prayed my heart out in there. And I would read the Bible and I would try to figure out what the Bible was saying because I didn't, I didn't have no knowledge of the Bible. And I began reading and hearing about hell and heaven and what a cruel place hell was going to be. Torment for eternity. And I began to read about what hell was going to be. I mean, what heaven was going to be like. Joy and peace. No more tears. No more suffering. No more pain. And I began to think about my family. And nobody in my family was saved. And I'd go in that little old prayer room. And I'd start praying and crying. And weeping for my family. I couldn't help it. And one day in prayer, I prayed this prayer. Because I began to worry about my family. And I meant this prayer as much as I'm sitting in here with you and you can see me. 
I was so broken over my family not being saved, and it's going to go to hell and burn forever and ever and be in torment. And I prayed, and I said this. I didn't know I couldn't say it. I said, God, if you will, send me to hell and save my family. I meant it. Send me to hell and save my family. But see, I didn't know that I couldn't die for my family. Only Jesus could do that. But I learned it later. And I want to think about that, folks. As fathers and families, we think more about what our kids have and what they don't have. We think more about what they can do and what they can't do. We think about them being happy about this and happy about that. When are we going to train our children that Jesus is more important because hell's eternity, right. heaven's eternity. And this world has so much, and we see it right now. All the materialism, all the stuff we've got, all the things that we do, everything pulls away from God. Look at our nation today. And I mostly, I hate to say it, I blame it on us Christians. Because we haven't done our parts. We're more concerned about a sugar daddy in the sky that will give us everything we want. No suffering, no pain, just all. And it is. If you got Jesus, no matter what you go through, you can make it. I heard Steve Hill in one of the Pensacola revivals, this lady came up to him and said, oh, brother Steve, I just, you just don't know what I'm going through. You just don't know what I'm going through. He said, well, honey, don't worry about it. You're going through it. <laughs> so we're going through it. Another one came to him and said, oh, brother Steve, give me a word. Give me a word. He said, here, he handed her his Bible. So I want to share this and I'm going to close. Again, conviction is God showing us lovingly where we have done wrong and where he wants us to do right. And he shows it to us so we can come to him and he will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that you, as a father here on Father's Day, can walk out of this church with your head high and saying, I'm starting this Father's Day, a new year. I'm going to be thinking about other things that I haven't thought about in a long time. 